0: The question is, what did you learn? What did those great ones that we can learn from that were in this locker room, in this weight room, just like you, that we could take and carry on?
1: Welcome to the Never Stop Getting Better podcast powered by Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps are a one-size-fits-all helmet cover that help reduce impact for your players during practice. Coach Perry is a huge proponent of Guardian Caps after using them at Pearl High School. And it was one of the first football items he purchased when taking a job at Nixxon. Caps are mandated by the NFL for O-line, D-line, linebackers, tight ends, and running backs. And utilized by over 270 colleges, over 3,000 high schools, and over 600 youth programs, across the country. As helmets become more and more expensive, the Guardian Caps also do a great job of protecting your helmet investment. See the link in our show notes for more information on Guardian Caps. In each episode, John takes you on a journey of growth, learning, and endless improvement. Whether you're an athlete, coach, or someone simply just striving to get better, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, John Perry. All right, welcome to the early week edition of Never Stop Getting Better. Man, I've got a tremendous Guest for you today. I know we normally don't have a guest on Monday, but today we have a special guest. We have one Chip Builder back. He is actually the head coach at Columbia High School in Columbia, Mississippi, Um, a state championship coach like he is, and I'm sure he knows this. He's probably the second most popular person in Columbia. Now, the first most popular person in Columbia is one Walter Payton. You know, like Walter Payton, that is the home of Walter Payton. Um, so Chip's got a big, he's got big shoes to fill around that place, but he's doing a fantastic job of fielding them. And today, this is what we're going to have today. Today, we are in Columbia, Mississippi, and we are coming out of a meeting. We're walking over to the weight room, and we're fixing to walk into the team devotion. The team devotion happens at about 245. And then after the team devotion, we go to the team meal. Then we go back and we get ready to start getting ready to take on, you know, the team that we're playing. So what I would love for you to do is let's enter the room. We walk into the weight room and Coach Builderback is going to lead us in the devotion for today as we prepare to play. Coach, let us have it.
0: Okay. Uh, and I'll give a couple tidbits as we go, but we'll, we'll, we'll start from there. And, um, and this is one that I've usually like to do uh, early in the season. And uh, it's, it's one that I wish I could say, I got it from, from, I made it up myself, but I didn't. Um, I heard it 20 years ago and it's kind of been one of my go-tos and um, I have a couple of kids that have been in my programs in the varsity for four years. So I imagine by their senior year, they could almost, they know, yeah. you know, you see the smiles. Um uh, let me set a couple other contexts. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Coach, is, uh, you know, we call our devotion time the calm before the storm. And we, we like that as, like, this is our last calm moment together, not in motion. We're, we're getting our minds ready. And I, and, and I do like our coaches to lead the devotions. I lead most of them. And, and uh, I just think there's something to be said for a coach when a coach can do that. I think uh, it's the attention. And, and we know where our team and our program is at that moment. And I'm not saying I don't allow people from the outside. I do from time to time, but they don't know what type of practice we've had in the week. They right. don't know the mindset and, and what we need to hear before we need to go out onto that field. And so, and the, and I always like to steal a, a message from the Bible because, you know, it is maybe, maybe the one and only times a kid may hear it. Now I do, I am not perfect. My kids know that they know where I fail. And so I got to give that with context and and we can jump on, on that. Um, but I I do think it's a, I do think it's something that our kids really, really do enjoy. And we are, I do got to say this is you, you've, you're a Mississippi guy, even though you're in Missouri now. And I think, um, we're okay doing this where we are in Mississippi and not get much feedback, uh, blowback. And there might be other places that can't, but, um, just got to say that as well too. Um, so uh, uh, we'll just kind of go from there and there'll be times when I may jump in and out, but you know, I like to set the table before, before I get into the scripture. And so we'll, we'll go into this one and, you know, guys, we're, we're really fixing to start our journey tonight. We're, we're, you know, this is going to be really the start of the season and really, you know, for everyone else, that's what they think is the start of our journey happens now. But we know in reality, our journey started back in January when we came back from Christmas and we started in the weight room. We started our meetings, and then it led, you know, all those speed sessions we did, all those lifting sessions. Then it led us into spring, and, you know, we, we would stay after. We put all our work in, and it went to our spring game, and we rolled over into our summer, and those are never easy, and I like reminding them what all we've gone through to get to this moment, and what we've gone through is, you know, our summer workouts, the seven-on-sevens, the sacrifices that we've had to make when, you know what, some, sometimes your buddies. We're sitting around or they went on vacation, not saying that you couldn't have, but you chose, you know what? At, at 745 in Columbia, Mississippi on Monday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I was going to make that sacrifice to be at workouts. And that showed with 90% of us. I mean, with, with 90% of us having 90% attendance. And that says a lot of who we are. And then it led into uh starting fall and, and everything that we've gone through and our jamboree and, and to everyone that our season starts today, but we know, that's not normal. That what what our season started a long time ago, and I want to remind you, there's going to be times throughout our season that, at the end of the day, when we put on our uniform, it's got to mean more to us when we put on a Columbia Wildcat uniform than whoever we're playing. If it's Gaucher Gators or Pearl Pirates or West Marion Trojans, it means something that we've earned this right to wear this jersey, and I don't take it lightly, and you shouldn't take it lightly because not every person, it, you, this is not a right. You get the right to go to, edu- to class. That's your, you know, by government laws, yes, yeah, that's your right. That's not your right. Our jersey is earned. It is not given. And, you know, I think it's really, really important that we all understand that when we put on that jersey tonight, that, you know, man, this is something special. We've earned this moment and let's go out and have fun and enjoy competing with our brothers. And, and I, I want to kind of give you a story to kind of get our mind where we're trying to go, guys. And, and it's, it's from the old Testament and it's one of my favorite people in the old Testament. And that is the prophet Elijah. Okay. And, and during this time, there was, there was a lot of prophets out there, but there was only one prophet of God. And that was Elijah. And he was out spreading the good word of God. And he had a lot of people that were pulling against him. There was a lot of prophets out there The people said that there was, and the main prophet was Baal, And there was a guy by the name of King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. And And I may pronounce some of these words wrong, but it shows that I'm human too. And and I want to give you a little bit of context in him before I get to my fun, my good story. But um, Elijah, uh, he went out and he did perform fourteen miracles in his lifetime, and that's something that to catch people's attention of what God could do. And you know, basically, he's trying to let people know that there is something deeper out there. There's further out there, and a lot of this time is is temples and. Statues and things like that were what was worshipped. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you a funny story is um, Elijah, you know, King Ahab, they uh, believed in Baal. And that was that was his prophet. And that's who they lived, looked to. And, and, he, and he challenged uh, King Ahab. He said, you know what, let's go up to Mount Carmel. And on top of Mount Carmel, let's have a sacrifice. And whoever's God responds first. That is going to be who the real God is. And basically, and I, and, and, you know, the, he said, to the, he, basically they all said, bet, watch, you know, and in kids' terms, they realize what bet means. And so yeah. bet. All right. So they go up on top of Mount Carmel and and, and uh, they perform a sacrifice and they they say, OK, we're going to let all of Baal's prophets go first. Eight hundred and fifty of them. They're up there and they start to pray and they pray and they sing and they dance And their sacrifice, nothing's changed of that sacrifice. You know, and and I love this part about, this is what I love about Elijah is about three hours into it, Coach Perry, he says, hey guys, maybe, maybe bow sleeping. Maybe you need to speak up a little bit. Maybe you need to, 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 someone needs to go wake him up because nothing's changed. He's talking a little smack, you know, he's a man after my own heart right here. (laughs) And he's telling him, he's saying, hey, you know, maybe, maybe we need to, maybe you need to do it louder. Another hour or so goes by and nothing's changed. And he, said, and, they, and he says, okay, it's my turn now. And at this moment, what he does is there, there's four jars, uh, clay jars that are sitting off to the side of water. And he brings them over and he says, guys, I want you to pour those on our sacrifice and pour them on the wood. And, and they do that. Four jars. I mean, so they douse this sacrifice. And he says, do it again. Does it again. Pours the jars over. And he says, do it one more time. And they do it another time, and so they basically have done this uh, three times. They doused it with water, and with, uh, the the Bible says in thirty two words he said a prayer. And basically, the gist of his prayer was, God, let it be known today, let it be known today at this moment that you're the one and only God. And at that time, that sacrifice lit up in fire, and everyone knew right then, and everyone you know that that was saw this, repented, and knew this is one of his miracles and I, and I always love starting my story about that because it kind of puts, okay, you know, what is a prophet? And, you know, I'm going to hit pause, but what is a prophet? What do they do? What what are we talking about here, coach? And so I like to set the groundwork with that one, but um, you know, um, so Elijah is on this course and he was a prophet for over 50 years, lived 82 years of his life. And, and I may not be exact. It may have been longer that he was a prophet of God. And, and like I alluded to earlier, he, 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 he performed 14, miracles in his lifetime he's getting close to the end of his time and he knows that um you know that that god had put it on his heart and and to give you a little backstory story is how did everyone know who elijah was is he wa- walked around with a cloak and i'm gonna put this towel on me you can no one can see it i'm gonna go buddy duke style right here and have it around my neck okay and 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 but he had this mantle this cloak that everyone identified when they saw the man walking with the cloak, that was Elijah. That was the prophet of God. And that was known through all Israel. So God had put it on his heart. You know, it was time for him to leave and it was time for him to come to heaven. And, you know, and he said, Elisha is the person that, that who we're going to pass this on to. And so basically he comes across Elisha and Elisha at this moment is when he comes to him in his village, He's plowing a field. He was a farmer. He had Uh, they said he, in the Bible, it says he has 12 oxen and he, he has 12 oxen and Elijah just comes up to him and he puts his cloak, his mantle on him. And he says, come with me. And Elisha knew, he knew exactly who Elijah was. And he, and he said, let me, let me go kiss my mom and dad goodbye. And I will come with you. And he said, no, go, I will see you tomorrow. Go, go, go be with your family tonight. So he runs inside. He kisses mom and his dad, and he does something. He he goes in and he uh he decides to sacrifice his ox, and he and he burns and he uses the wood uh, uh as a fire to 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 burn the oxen, and and the next morning he starts his journey on with Elijah, and you know it, in the Bible it said it's anywhere from six to fifteen years. There's not a, I, I couldn't find out exactly what the time frame is and. And, you know, but we'll just say he follows Elijah for 10 years. We'll split the difference. And 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 during that time, he just watched and he was his right hand man. And he watched how Elijah went throughout his day. He performed the miracle, how he spoke life into people. And what better way to learn than just to watch someone of great purpose? And he did this. And, and basically, I'm going to fast forward to the end of their time together. And, and you could spend time on this, but I, I want to, I don't want to slow down the story. And basically, um, you know, he, he's walking and, and he says, you know, Elisha, my time is coming soon. God, God had let Elijah know, Hey, your, your time is coming, you know? And he said, what, what, you know, what you, do you want to be able to accomplish when it's my turn to leave? And he said, you know, I, I want to be able to be double of you, not out of envy but i want to spread god's word twice amount of what you do and you know and it is wow that that he was able to say that um you know and they continue on on this journey and they come across the jordan river and it says in the bible kind of leaps from that to into this so it makes you think that this is happening pretty quick um and, and they come across the jordan river and elijah performs his last miracle what he does is he grabs his mantle which i'm taking right here He grabs his mantle to the Jordan River and he comes up to it and he he pops it. He pops the Jordan River and he always gets if I have any kids that are dozing off to sleep, it may get their attention a little bit because, you know, they're all high school kids. They've had a full full day, but I'll pop it. And 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 at that moment, he parts the Jordan River, much like the Red Sea was parted. And him and Elisha walk across the, the, the dry area. And they get on the other side. And at that moment, it says in the Bible that that Elijah was swept up into the heavens by a whirlwind. You know, I guess what you would say, a tornado. And Elisha is sitting there and they don't go into this. But, you know, I think you want to you want to say, OK, all the emotions, it's kind of unique, all the emotions that probably were going through his mind during this time. You know, it's 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 my turn now. It's 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 what what am I going to do with this? And I'm sure, you know, I mean, you know, it's kind of like being a head coach. Coach, in some ways, everyone says, well, you, you know, until you really are the name of the head coach, you really, you know, you have that aha moment. But as a player, as a starter, you prepare, you prepare, and, man, it's, now it's your time. And, and it's it's a coming-of-age process that we all have, and it's so exciting. But you can imagine the emotions that, that you know, he felt. Some of you guys are going to feel that emotion tonight, stepping out there for the first time as a starter. And you've earned this right and you've been through all the, you know, the tough moments. And what Elisha does is just an awesome thing. He picks up that mantle, that cloak, you know, that robe that, that Elijah was identified with. Elisha picks up that mantle and he performs his first miracle. He walks to the Jordan River. And sure enough, just like Elijah did, he picked up that mantle. He, he and he popped that water <coughs> boom, and the water parted just like Elijah did, you know, and he was off. And just what a, what a cool moment I would think. Could you imagine being there and witnessing all this, you know? And and probably when he hit that water, he probably didn't, you know. It's probably that, you know. What what is it going to part, you know? And, you know, it is such a, a moment. And, and you're saying to yourself, Coach, what does this story have to do with me? What does this have to story to do with us right now? And I, I want to get there. And I want to leave you with three things. I'm going to bring this home and all together, okay? And and guys. You know, the, the first thing is a part. and I don't know if you caught it, but what did Elisha do when Elijah put that cloak on? Yes, he said, I want to go tell my mom and dad bye. But there was something there. I don't know if you caught or not. He wanted he wanted to. He went and sacrificed his ox. He burned his plow. And I, I would think that, you know, Elisha must have been wealthy. He must have came from wealth because during this time, if you had 12 oxen and you had a plow, you, you, you probably were a farmer and you probably made a, you know, I would think that you were wealthy. And so he, I think to him, that was a moment of, I am closing that back door. I'm going all in. I'm not, there's nothing I have to come back to other than my family and I'm leaving them and I know what lies ahead. But my question is to you, I'm going to give you three things today. The first thing I want to tell you is, what do you need to burn that's holding you back from going all in? You know, what, what is the things that's as a player, but also spiritually, is there something that you need to burn in your life that, you know, is holding you back from taking that next step, you know, and, and that closing that back door. And I think this guys, I think we all have something that we need to burn coaches, players. I, I think it's important that we all understand, you know, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not pretend to be perfect. Can we get better? Yes. We never want to stop growing, we never want to stop being better. And my question is, what do you have right now in your life that needs to be burned that's keeping you from going all in because the goals that we have are huge. And if we don't if we don't go all in, we won't reach them. I don't want to reach them if we can, if we don't have to make some type of sacrifice. So that's question number 1. Number 2 is have, what what have we learned from the past that we can use today? So, you know, Elijah for 6 to, to 10 years he elisha learned from elijah and every day i don't know if you guys realize you are a part of something bigger you know one of our goals just like you coach is we want to bring a sense of pride to our community and you know if you think about all the great players and we've had some you know jaheem otis that plays at, uh, starts at alabama kj cloyd that starts at the university of miami uh jamison kelly who plays at indiana We could go as far back as Walter Payton, who wore the blue and gold here at Columbia High School. His brother, Eddie Payton, who was an Um, all-pro. We could keep Fred Peters, who just got done playing at Mississippi State. All these guys that we have looked up to, they've left us a little something. We're all unified together. We all have one thing in common, and that's what we were Columbia Wildcats. And all those players, there was something different and unique about them. They just weren't, you know, the regular player and not because they play college football. We have other players like Jalen Anderson, who was an all-conference player, never is gonna play college football, but that putting that blue and gold meant something to him. So the question is, what did you learn? What did those great ones that we can learn from that were in this locker room, in this weight room, just like you, that we could take and carry on? Guardian caps are lightweight, one size fits all football helmet covers for practice. They reduce 20 to 33% of the impact depending on the speed and the location, great for the repetitive subconcussive blows that add up throughout the week. Also great for body blows. Used by Clemson, Penn State, Washington, Oklahoma, 150 other colleges and about 2,000 high schools across the country. Also protect that helmet. If your helmets are getting beat up at the end of the year, Guardian caps can help protect that helmet investment. You know, and as you seniors, I want to ask you this question. In, as a part of this question, as a follow-up, is what you're doing now, because in a couple months we're going to be done, is something that we talk about when we leave here of can you follow like this person right here? You know, Amari and Fordberry are starting running back. Do you? Is this what you want to follow like him? Are you one of the ones that we're talking about or one of the ones that we're not? Because to me, your legacy is way bit more important than, than you playing college football. It's, how did you make putting that jersey on better? You know, and that I want to make sure we leave that. And the last thing is, and, and I want to bring this home, is we have to step up to the responsibility of wearing that mantle. See, Coach, we all, players, we, we all have this mantle right here that was left to us. You know, I've got this jersey right here, and it says Columbia on it. It doesn't say Chip back, Amari Fortberry. It says Columbia. And that's who we represent. And I got the year 20. I took the number 23 right here because this is the 23 season. And and we we have to make sure that when we put on this jersey that it means something to us because I think at the end of the day, it's got to mean more to us than it does to any other team that we play. And I'm not saying we go 15-0 and 0 because of it. But what I'm saying is I know that deep down the guy next to me, he's paid the price and he's he's accepted this mantle much like Elisha did, you know, and and he's accepted this mantle. And now it's your turn. What are you going to do with it? What's the challenge that you're going to be able to accept? Because it's not easy. There's going to be, I can promise you, we're going to have tough moments this year. But what what I know is this, if we stay together, we're going to really enjoy and we're going to be proud of what we have to accomplish. You know, guys, I want want to tell you one thing. Who remembers what Elisha asked for, that last thing that he asked Elisha for? You know, what was the last thing he said when, what do you want to do when I leave this to you? And he said, he said, I want to have double the portion. I want to do twice as much as you. You know, if you go back and trace the roots of the Bible, Elijah performed 14 miracles. Elisha performed 28 miracles. Mm. And, you know, he did that with God. You know, we're, we're going to have a lot of ups and downs. And I want you to know that there's there's something a lot more to it than just the football and all that guys. And I hope you see that with what we do on a day-to-day basis. It's deeper than that. You know, we, we represent far more than our community. We represent a God that loves us. And I want to make sure to challenge you, you know, that we take that responsibility. We don't take it lightly. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to take our mantle and whatever this 23 season has for it. We know that we're going to do it to the best of our ability. And, and we kind of go from there and we close out in prayer and then we go to our team meal. But, you know, coach, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big free guy. I give it in threes. You can't talk too much about too many things, but, you know, I think, you know, when you, when you go and you talk about it is, you know, challenge them. I always love to challenge them, you know, and, and maybe make them do a soul search. And, and I've got 53 guys on our team and I, and I have make our managers sit in there too. And, and uh, a lot of our assistant coaches sit in there And so, you know, we'll have about a room of 60 and I know not all 60 are connected. They're not all learning, but you know, our job is to capture the hearts and minds of our player and what better way to do that by using, you know, a great story from the old Testament. And, and I think it's something that, you know, um, I think, you know, I learned this from coach wheat, Perry wheat, who I worked for. He's, he's not hall of fame in Mississippi, but he's hall of fame in my book at over 250 wins in Mississippi. And that's, that's a lot. And, you know, he, his big deal was, you know, if all we do is win and lose, we've missed the mark. And, you know, I, I was lucky enough to work with them for 12 years. And and what a great, you know, just just kind of like the mantle was passed on to our players. That mantle was passed on to me. I learned from him on a daily basis, you know, and, and what a blessing that was to me. And he, he never knows how much he impacted my life in it. But just from the little things on the devotion and connecting the dots for our kids, and never missing the moment, taking the moment for granted that we can steer them in a in a deeper way. And um, you know, I've been blessed to be with you know people like that and surrounded by people like that. So that's kind of kind of it right there. I don't know if that's what you you know on on park uh, with what you wanted to hear.
1: Hey, Chip, not. I'm gonna tell you, yeah. it was absolutely perfect. I know you t- you like to teach in threes but I got two words for you. And that is let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm ready to play right now, man. Like, I don't know who y'all played the night you delivered that, but my guess is we put it on them pretty good because that was absolutely awesome. And I'm going to tell you, you know, number one, the message is great. Okay. Like everybody in the room may not get it, but I will guarantee you a lot of them are getting it. And a lot of them are going to hold on to that story for the rest of their life because we all know we learn with stories you know stories stick you know that's just that's a fact man and I'm absolutely pumped um I appreciate you doing that I appreciate what you do for high school athletics I think the Devo is maybe the one time in the week that our kids may get the opportunity to hear something that might change their life you know and Man, I'm pumped. That was one of the best devos that I've ever heard. I'll go on the record and say I don't know what podcast number this is. This might be like number forty or whatever, but this is going to be the favorite one that I put out there for me because I absolutely loved it. You had me hook, line, and sinker, man. I was all in. So I appreciate you. I know we've been yeah. trying to yeah pull
0: this hey, down for you, a while. I, I got to say one more thing. Now, listen, I'm I, I've you know we've got I've got a, a collection of them but if, if anyone has some that, that fit and, and I do, I do want to encourage if people do this, you know, I, I think it's awesome. And I think, you know, we know the hearts of our kids. We know the struggles that they're going through beyond football. And I think, you know, it's, you know, I think like coach wheat said, if, if all we do is win and lose, we've missed the mark, you know, and, and what a great opportunity we have. But if you have any, please reach out to me. Cause I would, I would love to continue to grow my, my book because you never know when we when we need them and and um okay let's do
1: this chip if they have a great devo if they have one that they hang their hat on how right. do they get it to you
0: um do you want me to share my email address or do you want yeah, to just, that'd be
1: great email it's
0: c builderback and and coach that's a that's a last name right there that is tough b-i-l-d-e-r-b-a-c-k at columbiaschools.org
1: and I will put that in the show notes, too. So if you yeah. all have a devotion that you'll share with him, man, reach out and share it. He's one of the finest coaches in the United States of America. And I'm I am may him. not be
0: the best one in my family, though. So,
1: um, <laughs> my and he not may not be the, the best one in his family. That's a true story. But yeah, exactly. he is one of the greatest high school coaches in America. And I'm privileged yeah. to call him a friend. So, Chip, Definitely. man, I appreciate you doing this more than you will ever know. Um, If you ever need anything from me, please don't hesitate. You know, and everybody listening, if you want to, you know, send me a comment or whatever, man, reach out to me. My cell phone number is 662-582-0804. You can always email me at Perry at net. man. I'm super pumped to get this out into the universe. I think there's going to be a lot of folks doing this Devo in the near future, man, and I hope they are. I know we'll do it in uh, Nixon, Missouri, this year i promise you that so i hope too many of my kids don't listen to this because then it's gonna ruin it for them you know what i'm saying but um i appreciate you doing it until next time adios amigos
0: hey thanks for what you're doing coach can't thank you and thank you yes sir